Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hell. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob. I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sikanik. I'm a dude laying a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Hour number three, a best of edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Doing things a little different, though, and going to keep doing a number of these segments live while we mix in or sprinkle in some best of segments. Um was thinking about including a little baseball chatter here in the Hot Five, but that has been uh, pushed to the wayside with some other news. A couple notes, though, is the Dodgers and Red Sox essentially just exchanging sluggers. Uh, Justin Turner going from L.A. to the Red Sox for two years, $22 million, and J.D. Martinez going from the Red Sox to the Dodgers. So uh, it's funny. It's a world where it feels like the home run is still king. These guys are getting paid absurd amounts of money. I'm not sure either of those guys really plays much defense anymore. Um, but what are you going to do? Uh, it is the baseball hot stove. Um, I just posted to our 1080 The Fan Twitter because the Blazers are uh, are about to tip off, but the thun- Thunder mascot just uh, scared the bejeebers out of poor, poor Brooke Olsendam. Um, you can see it on our, our Twitter account, but uh, before we go any further on Blazers talk, let's get right into it. It's our Hot 5 at 5. Oh. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5. That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number 5. Number 5. The Blazers back in action tonight, and that's not really the most significant thing of this update Damian Lillard, 21 points away from becoming the Blazers' all-time scoring king. Um, Really exciting times uh, for Blazers fans, despite some of the kind of up-and-down nature of their last stretch here. Um, Don't know how this season's going to turn out for them, but this will be the kind of official torch passing, finally, for Damian Lillard being the franchise guy. Uh, He's given so much back to this franchise. He's committed so much to this franchise. Obviously, um, Clyde was exceptional. Uh, Put him on the brink of a championship uh, had they not run into Michael Jordan's Bulls. But Dame Lillard is going to very soon uh, earn his spot at the very top of the Blazers scoring list, and it might be tonight against the Thunder. 
number four. Number four, how about some hot bowl action? There have been, man, over a dozen already. Uh, the Pac-12 so far only involved in two of those games, but the first one was a big one. The Bees go to Las Vegas, and they absolutely demolish an SEC opponent, the Florida Gators. Say whatever you want, say whatever you want about the, the Gators being shorthanded, having 25 or so guys um, either in the transfer portal, um, opting out, not playing, whatever. The bottom line is the Pac-12 took a SEC school behind the woodshed, and no one's going to remember who suited up that day when we talk about it next year and the year after that and the year after that. The Pac-12 needs some of these pelts on their wall. It's an awesome finish to a great season for Coach Smith and company. Um, they came and, and showed up as the team who wanted it. We had concerns whether Florida would want it. They didn't want any part of it, uh, but Oregon State absolutely capitalizing uh, on the end of their season. Just a phenomenal finish uh, for the Beavers. Number three. And we can't talk about college football without talking about the transfer portal. Uh, yeah, it's alive and well, and uh, now it's involving a few more Pac-12 players. So we knew that Justin Flo was gone, leaving the Ducks. He's going in conference to Arizona. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, I'll, I'll get to this a little bit later. But uh, additionally, Arizona's receiver, Dorian Singer, he's going to USC. So the second year in a row that they get a uh, top pass catcher out of the portal for um, Lincoln Riley to work with. And then ASU getting a new QB. They get Notre Dame's Drew Pine, who went 10-2 and as a starter, I believe. Um, he had a really nice season for, AS, uh, for, for Notre Dame, but for whatever reason, uh, he decided that he's going to pack up and move on. Uh, and he's coming out west. So I get the transferring. Maybe I don't get the volume of transferring. But the thing that I find tough is when guys do it in your own conference. Like, the Travis Dye one is still going to, you know, sit wrong with me because he was like an all-time running back for the U of O and uh, goes down to USC. Now, not saying that, you know, that Justin Flo was that in the linebacking court for the Ducks, but it's going to be weird seeing him uh, play against you in a conference game now. Same goes for uh, the Arizona receiver Singer going over to USC. Number two. So yesterday I was at the coast when the World Cup final kicked off. I was playing with my son. I turned it on. I watched the first 45 minutes. Argentina's up to nothing. That looks like that should be the end of that. Wham, bam, thank you, man. Turn it off. Go take a, a walk on the beach. Come back and oh, my God, what happened? Um, wow. If you didn't catch that game, see if you can find a replay. If you did. Was it the greatest soccer game you've ever seen? Um, those were most of the reports that I saw. Luckily, I had it recorded. I also um, had the highlights, was able to go back and watch. But what many are calling the greatest match of all time, the World Cup final, Argentina, uh, they get a 2-0 lead. They give two back in the 80th and 81st minute to Kylian Mbappe. Uh, so France forces extra time. In the extra time, you get two goals there. Um, you even get Argentina stopping a would-be goal in the 120th minute before PKs. Uh, by the way, Mbappe got his third goal in the extra time to complete the hat trick, but Lionel Messi essentially cementing his GOAT status as Argentina wins on penalty kicks. Uh, he now has the World Cup to go along with every other honor a soccer player could ever possibly want. Come too far together to stop now. Let's do it. That's it, baby. Shot it from the rooftop. Number one. Number one. Number one. 
number one. And number one, how about the Oregon Ducks in the quarterback position? Tons of news in the last couple days. You've heard it in the update. We talked about it a little bit in our poll question earlier on. But uh, Saturday, Ducks fans finding out that Bo Nix coming back for another season, helping stabilize that offense, deciding it's not time yet to jump to the NFL. What a whirlwind ride it's been for him, for Ducks fans, uh, for people following the journey. I think he showed up into town. People were underwhelmed. That's the direction we, that the Ducks were going. Uh, he catches fire, and the Ducks do too, putting themselves squarely in the playoff picture. He puts himself squarely in the Heisman picture. He's got to be good as gone, right? Well, no. An ankle injury pops up, gets banged up, misses a little time, kind of, in and out, not himself at the end of the season. Still seems like he's probably going to go, right? Wrong. Bo Nix coming back for another year. Uh, but then additionally, Dante Moore deciding Oregon not going to be his school of choice. He's going to follow Chip Kelly to the Big Ten with UCLA. Um, Moore saying that NIL money not a factor in his decision, that it was about Chip Kelly's development, about Kenny Dillingham leaving Oregon, and about the opportunity to play in the Big Ten. That is your Hot 5 at 5, brought to you, as always, by AAA Heating and Cooling. When we come back, um, Monday Night Football is about to get started in Green Bay. It's Rams-Packers. Since Baker Mayfield is playing tonight, I thought we'd go to the Wayback Machine for an old Baker Mayfield segment that has a little something to do with the Cheesecake Factory. That's coming up next on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back to Primetime, a best of edition. That track you're hearing, the Players Holiday Instrumental. And, um... Well, apropos, as Monday Night Football is kicking off, Baker Mayfield is under center and uh, going back to a segment in which Isaac and Souk discuss Baker trying to have a player's holiday behind a cheesecake factory. Enjoy. 
You got to look it up. So there was a photo. He was with like Saquon Barkley. It is to be celebrated, the dad bod. Yeah, he was he was photographed. They were like on a boat or something. They were like on a Viking uh, pleasure cruise. And it's good he, to be Baker Mayfield. It is good to be uh, Baker Mayfield. So he was on there with a bunch of other NFL players who were all in really good shape. Okay. And then there's I do see that. And here. then there's Baker Mayfield in the back. <laughs> in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is not it's not it's not a good look. And I'm sure it's not like the worst body in the world, but when you're standing next to four other like ripped NFL players, and then your Baker Mayfield, who, you know, he has a time. Like, Baker has been in shape before. He clearly has not taken the offseason workout program very seriously. Well, he's got a ways to go before camp. Yes, he does. You know? Yes. But the problem is... do we is, need him shredded? No, but when the rest of them are clearly still working out and you clearly are not, it's it's not a good look. Not everybody can be Tom Brady, okay? No, but he's he's taken some flack. So he's been in the news twice, once for dad bod and now for Cheesecake Factory. Dude, if that guy would have just kept his mouth shut I know. from the start, yep. he would just be so much better off. Like he's really made himself a punching target. Yeah. Pu- yeah, a target, a punching bag. And he apparently just, a very soft, doughy and he's not, <laughs> target. <laughs> he's not, the thing about it is he has potential as a quarterback. Like it's not like he's a bum they got a new coat. I mean, it's not all horrible for Baker Mayfield. It's just that he won't shut up, and so people just – he keeps inviting shots, you yeah. know? And then this. So this woman's name is Casey Dingus. Ah, uh, Miss Dingus. D-I-N-G-E-S-S, Dingus. And she claims that right after Baker Mayfield got married, she – yeah, they foot rubbed. No, she did things to him. Oh well, it's not the same. No, true, true. Feet were not involved. No, no feet. No. How as about far just, as we know? Yeah, uh, there was an. Aff- how about there was an affair? That's better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even an affair, it's like hey. ah, they had an encounter. <laughs> so there, here's there what happened. Go. This is what she is saying happened. And she was on a she was on a radio station. That was that she was yeah yeah. So she she tweets. Did me giving you blank? Okay, so um, Mayfield blocks her on Snapchat. Yeah, which is the whole thing. You know, you're not supposed to do that. No, I guess that's she, what the kids she, say. She took that as a uh, as an offense. She didn't like that. No. So she tweets at him. Did me did me giving you in your back seat maybe cause some problems? Mm-hmm. Uh oh. So people, nobody knew that. Mayfield blocked Casey Dingus yeah. until Dingus tweets that. Well, and that's they met, and that goes viral. Yeah, when they met on Snapchat. So this is where the uh, the the toward love affair began. She went to a game or it was a preseason game, and she was wearing like a Baker Mayfield shirt. She chugged a beer, took a photo of, or like snapped it, sent mm-hmm. it to Baker Mayfield, and really that's all you need nowadays is is that. And this then, is how it works. This now. is how it works. Yeah. So so after her tweet, a show called. Rover's Morning Glory, yeah, which used to be a rock morning show in Cleveland. It's now called Weenie in the Butt. <laughs> which, which is now online on its own server, Rover Radio or something. Yeah. I don't know. But they put her on the air. She goes in and sits down on their podcast or whatever, their show, on the internet. She's 20 years old, mm-hmm. and she's not – look, she's not exactly the ty- 
type that pro athletes typically chase. No, she looks. Think about when when think Ty, Cleveland. Yeah, think about Cleveland Perkins waitress uh, that maybe Tiger would uh, would be involved with. So she goes on their show, and, and, her, she, and her name is Dingus, which is just now right on point. I will say there is a photo of her sitting there talking to the guys. Yeah, and there are also um, social media photos of her. You know, she's cute. Yeah. Um, she's a 20 something Clevelander, you know? Yeah, no, she's 20. Yeah. So she spills the beans talking to these guys that he he communicates with her via Snapchat. So she said she was fine and they hadn't spoken in a few weeks. They did have an encounter, which she goes into great detail to describe, but he blocks her a couple of weeks after the fact. And so she sees that and that's why she chose to publicize it. Yeah. So she went, like you said, she goes to this preseason game and she wore a shirt with his name taped on it. She didn't buy a Mayfield shirt. It was somebody else's shirt and she just put Mayfield's name on it. She chugs a beer, sends him the video, and then he adds her as a friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when that happens, it's like, oh, <gasps> well, yeah, right. The, he added me. Yeah. And it's she knows it's really him because it's the blue check mark and everything. Mm-hmm. She's like, no way. So then he snaps her. Hey, come see me. This is how it's done. Come see me. Simple enough. Uh-huh. So he says to meet at a at a parking lot behind a cheesecake factory in Cleveland, <laughs> which uh, is, again, very on brand. Yeah. It was in an outdoor mall called Crocker Park. Yeah. So he, he texts her. The one thing you have to do is you have to leave your phone in your car. Yeah. And so now she's like, well, wait a minute. If this guy's up to like, if this is bad and this really isn't Baker Mayfield, and I and my phone's not, I mean, you know, my phone's in the car. Yeah, I could be dead. But she goes along with it anyway. She's like, yeah, it's probably Baker, so I'm gonna go in there. <laughs> ah, you only live once, right? What is that Yolo? <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, she drives to the to the uh, the the cheesecake factory. Yeah, well, behind the cheesecake. Behind the cheesecake. It's like the yes, OK. it would be way too classy to yeah. be actually in the. It's like the OK Corral. It didn't happen at the OK Corral. It happened behind the OK Corral. So she pulls up. She leaves her phone in the car. He there's an SUV. He gets uh, she gets in the SUV and it's him. Yeah, it's Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. So he says very romantically, and you guys are gonna love this because. What a beautiful love story as Valentine's Day approaches. He says, we're going to do this or not. (laughs) That's what he said to her. This is all according to her. And by the way, it worked. Oh, yeah. She says, well, I guess. Yeah. And so they get in the back. It's a Range Rover, by the way. I mean, is that not beautiful? I mean, look, if these two crazy kids can't make it, what the hell chance do I have? Or anyone else for that matter? It's just beautiful. So she said there was only a little small talk. She said he was actually pretty nice, but didn't really. I mean, it was like, hey, uh, you know, um, you're pretty cool. But, you know, I hope you know that I'm Baker Mayfield. And so get out of here. Anyway, uh, she says she jokingly says at the end of it. So they didn't foot rub. No. They just rubbed. She did something to him. Sure. And I guess he just. She took the snap from him. Shotgun style. He just. Yeah. He just pulled it out. Yeah. Well, again, he's he's Baker Mayfield. I want to reiterate. He says, we going to do this or not. She says, I guess he pulls it out Mm -hmm. all through some Snapchat video. Okay. This is how it's done now. It worked. So she says that uh, she said, good doing business with you. At the end of it. She was just joking. Yeah. 
Um, and he says, no, 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 don't say that. But then she claims that she dropped her vape pen in the car, mm. and so he was frantic about trying to find that because yeah. you can't have. No, you can't. That's have evidence. That. Well, and that's one of those things too. Maybe you do that, and then you have, and then he calls her up, and or she calls him up, and is like, "Hey, I left my pen behind." You always leave something behind so you have a reason to come back, and he can't have that. So he texts her after she left to not say anything or to ruin his career. Yeah. So they never meet up again. Then a few weeks later, she sees that he blocks her. And that's when she's like, well, F you. Yeah, watch this. Yeah, so it goes public. Now, do we believe her? Well, someone else, th- there is another person that has a very, very similar story. And the mo- the morning crew, the Weenie and the Butt Show here, whatever it was. Rover Radio. Rover Radio. They do claim to have seen text, well, I guess not text, but snaps and photos of little Baker Mayfield. Oh, she showed him. Yeah. She yeah. she he ha- she has DPs yes. of Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Of the litter, May- the little Mayfield. Yeah, and she also she put- showed those guys, and yeah. those guys. Have you heard the interview? Yeah, so, yeah. So they're just passing around yeah. the photo, commenting on his ween. Sure. So yes, I do believe. Which, this. by the way, if you would like detail, is crooked. <laughs> Isn't that a fun little fact? <laughs> anyway, and she claims not very memorable, but yes, I believe this a hundred percent. Someone else has the same story. Like this was back in like 2018. When he well, first they started taking calls yeah, people and people like, yeah. from Cle- women from Cleveland are calling in like, Oh yeah, that's how that's yeah. how I had the same encounter. This is what, this is what happens. So, which by the way, good for Baker Mayfield for sticking with a game plan that works. When you find something that works for you, you don't deviate from it. You stick with it. Well, I don't know, man. If this is how it works as a pro athlete, it's easier than ever to find it. Yeah. But also easier than ever to get exposed. Probably. You know? Yeah. Like, it's a double-edged sword because he had just been married. She said that she he had just gotten married. It was like 30 days after his wedding. Well, I can't believe that these haven't made the uh, the rounds yet. It's only a matter of time before she sells these or, you know, Barstool has them or yeah. something. She'll sell them. Yeah, they're making the rounds. Yeah, someone will come, come to her. TMZ is going to offer a check, and then thanks for coming. So we knew Baker Mayfield had something in common with Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now we know what. Now we do. No, but Baker at least was successful. I think Brett Favre was just harassing. Uh, was just harassing. Yeah, people. but his. Yeah, his pictures out yeah, there. Yeah. If you'd like to see that, to the left. So uh, anyway, if you were twenty four years old or whatever, twenty twenty five, twenty one, whatever. Yeah. Would you? Is the DP game just like? That's just standard. I think it's, like you have to I participate. I think it's standard operating procedure. It's, it's a must. It's like cheating in recruiting. You can try to do it clean, but look, if you want to compete out there, that's the cost of doing business. I guess so, huh? Yeah. Just the cost of that's doing That's just the way it is. Just the way it is. And Baker seems like the guy that's voluntarily offering that up. No offense to him, but. So that's how Baker Mayfield does it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you're looking for tips, pointers. Back in the Cheesecake Factory. Bring it old dumpster ever again. Range Rover. Class it up. What a tale. Uh, you got to wonder how much of that stuff goes on that we don't know about in uh, pro athletes' lives. Pro athletes' lives that really never gets out. But uh, you don't cover your tracks. Things like that become public knowledge. Uh, currently, Baker Mayfield and the Rams scoreless against the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football. But Baker and the Cheesecake Factory, a classic primetime segment. All right, coming up next, uh, we go way back in the archives. Seven years ago, Bill Walton. That's next. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. 
Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to a best-of edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Um, excited for these uh, next two segments because this is an old interview that even I wasn't familiar with before my time here, all the way back in 2015, uh, from a man who probably would like the tunes of uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire that we were coming back from break with. Uh, we know that he liked The Grateful Dead a little bit more, though. Uh, it was back in 2015. He was about ready to release a book. Um, Bill Walton joined Isaac and Souk for not one, but two segments. Here's the first one. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Bill Walton. Bill! Guys, how are you today? God, couldn't, couldn't be any better. It's like 80 degrees, sunny. It's like San Diego weather here. It's raining here, and we're so happy. <laughs> we need every drop we can get. Every drop counts. But the dream is alive, and I'm coming to Portland. Should I even bring a jacket, or should I just no. just show up and be ready to go? Like the championship day, June 5th, 1977, 39 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Portland, Oregon. I remember I was there. Let's, How are you guys? Yeah, doing? good. Let's talk about that. Can we talk about your days here? That's that's the most Let's interesting go. part of the book to you me. You know what I remember? I remember how kind and generous and patient everybody was because it, it didn't work out for me ultimately in Portland, but the Blazers tried so hard. The Blazer maniacs tried so hard. The people in Oregon tried so hard, and I just wasn't ready. Uh, you know, I, I, I was totally unprepared for the NBA. I had no interest in the business aspect of sport at that time. And I didn't grow up in a business environment. I grew up in a world of books and radio and music and, and all, all that sports for me, not from my parents. My parents the most unathletic people ever. <laughs> then I went to UCLA, and that was not a business environment, although everybody kept well, when I was in high school, everybody kept trying to get me to come and join their college program team. When I was in college, everybody kept trying to get me to leave there to, to get involved with their business deals. And that just wasn't my thing. So when I got to Oregon, I just wasn't ready. And, and then the team, the, you know, the leadership, the, the vision and the dream, it was not together. It was an expansion franchise at the time. There were only eight employees in the front office there. And, uh, Lenny was just dealt a very bad hand. And then I got hurt and I just, began this endless string of stress fractures, but the joy and the happiness that I had playing when I, when, when I was able to play and, and, and the people who were so wonderful and the environment and, and absolutely how spectacular, beautiful, how spectacularly beautiful Oregon is. Because I, I'm a Southern California beach boy, and San Diego is home. I still live here, and I live in my hometown. But when I got to Oregon, it was just so fantastic. Rivers with water in it, <laughs> trees, forests, waterfalls, the sky, volcanoes, yes, mountains, yes. powerful ocean, the gorge, the cascades, the eastern Oregon with the high deserts all the way to the Wallowas and the and the 
Snake River Canyon, Hell's Canyon there, standing at the bottom, standing at the top, just saying, oh, my gosh, look at how incredible. And then just all the way down with, between Mount Jefferson and the Three Sisters and Mount Bachelor and Crater Lake and all, and all the, you know, I love volcanoes. And then just the, the, the Willamette Valley and the Oregon coast. Uh, but, but mostly it was the people because I remember when we finally got settled and going up there, it was such a rush and such a, a crazed time early on. Uh, but we finally got to northwest Portland, which was uh, the perfect place for me. And when we had the house on Kearney Street, when we had the house on Quimby Street, when we had the house up on northwest 32nd Street, up right there on the edge of Forest Park, and, and the, the, the neighbors who would come and just leave gifts, leave offerings. They would leave food. They would leave fruit. They would leave memorabilia from the Grateful Dead. They would leave music. They would leave flowers. They would leave brownies. And it was just so fantastic and so happy and so joyous. And tomorrow morning, I'm coming to Oregon. I'll spend the whole day there tomorrow. I wish I was going to come and spend the whole month and come out and spend the whole summer, but I'm on a very, very, very crazy and busy schedule. I've never been busier, never been happier, and I haven't been this healthy since I was 13 years old. But I'm going to start my day in northwest Portland because our fantastic neighbors from up on the hill there, right on the edge of Forest Park, Herman and Ruth, they are going to host me and my cousin, my favorite cousin, Candy, who is the daughter of my dad's mom okay now no, no, my dad and candy's mom are brother and sister right. and we all grew up together and then she moved to oregon right when i got there and she spent her life in the library system as my mom was a librarian so before we get started at powell's books tomorrow at uh, 1005 west burnside at 12 noon we're going to have breakfast and kind of a family reunion. And so it's just going to be so happy for me because to see what the Blazers have become and to see the, the incredible success of this franchise as, as the model, the model of the golden goose with the fans and the sponsors and the community support and the involvement and the way that so many of the players who come there stay there forever and, it was just such a spectacular team that I was part of, and I, and, and I will never forget because the you know the basketball was so perfect, the people were so perfect, and the coach and and the teammates and Lionel and Johnny and Dave and Larry in the backcourt and Bobby and Maurice in the front court and Robin Jones and Corky Calhoun and Lloyd Neal, who I used to get in fights with on a constant basis all the time, and just uh, so fun, and then Bill Shonley. Bill Shonley, the most important man in the history of the franchise, and what he was able to do to, to, to make people believe, to make the, the Oregon locals believe that we, the team, the franchise, was bigger, better, and more important than we actually were. Because without Bill Shonley, it never would have happened. In Southern California, which has always been my home and my base, and the, uh, you know, that person was Chick Hearn. And basketball is popular in Southern California, this megalopolis of 30 million-plus people. How can you count them? They're just everywhere, right? And so everybody here loves basketball because of Chick Hearn. And in the Northwest, in Portland, that's the way it is because of Bill Shonley and, and, and the way that he has been the face of the franchise forever. And I got to be there in Springfield when Bill Shonley went into the Basketball Hall of Fame representing all 
all things Oregon, all things Trailblazers, and I am indeed the luckiest guy in the history of the world. And to be able to drift and dream, to be able to go back, and I can remember when I first got there, and you know, they, um, part of my deal was that they were going to get me a car, so they were all excited about getting me a brand new car, and I, I wanted a Jeep, I wanted a Toyota Land Cruiser, and I got it, I took the top off right away, that didn't work so well, <laughs> and then, and so immediately upon getting there, you know, I, I drive downtown, I rode my bike downtown probably, and I went to the U.S. Geologic Service, and, and I got a map of the state of Oregon with all the natural hot water throughout the entire state, and I found a buddy from Wallace Park, and we just went, and we drove around to all these spots, all these spots all over the great state of Oregon, and just soaking in the hot water, and it was fantastic. We ended up down on the coast one day, and I was doing some hiking through the meadows and up to this river canyon there, and the mist was rising up, and the trees and the forest and the eagles and the elk and the bear and it was just absolutely over the top spectacular and up in the hillside i saw this indian teepee just sort of sitting there right on the little bluff so i hiked up there quickly and i got closer this guy comes stumbling out of his teepee who are you and what do you want I said, oh, man, I just love your teepee. It's just so beautiful. He said, well, I sell these. And he said, my name is Jeb, and I have a company called Teepees. And so I bought a teepee on the spot, and we've had one in our backyard ever awesome. since. Oh, I am God. truly the luckiest guy in the world. <laughs> Jeb is still over there. He's in Oregon. He moved from the coast over to central Oregon. He's sort of near sisters. And if you go to teepee.com, T-I-P-I.com, right. say hi to Jeb for me. That guy is one true saint of circumstance. <laughs> Now, I don't know if Jeb or TV.com is um, still up and running, but uh, Bill Walton, man, what a gem. Uh, so one of the texters um, texting in saying, I heard this interview when it was live, so that would have been seven years ago, uh, and said that Walton needs no prompt ever. And that is so true. Um, I, I send a message back to this, this texter, and I may as well share it with all of you, but um, I produced... Um, television in the Bay Area before I moved up to Portland, sports television. And um, we did, one of the shows I did was a sports talk show. It was an hour long, uh, six segments uh, with about 12 minutes of commercial breaks. So you're looking at like 48 minutes of total television. And uh, we were doing a live show from out at the San Francisco Giants Stadium. It was Grateful Dead Night. And, um, you know, they were, they were doing... Grateful Dead, Dead tribute, and the remaining band members were playing the national anthem, and Bill Walton was showing up, because we know Bill Walton, huge deadhead. Um, and we got Bill Walton on our show, and he he agreed he'd do it. He knew our host from um, previous interactions, uh, NBA-related stuff and things like that. And uh, and I swear to you, it, you know, it takes the, the show a minute, minute and a half to get into it, from the open to introducing everyone to welcoming the first guest. And we've only got about seven minutes in this segment. And I swear to you, the, the host whose name is Greg Papa, says, Hello, Bill, how are you? And by the time Bill finished answering, how are you, we had to go to commercial break for our next segment. His, his answer to how are you lasted about five minutes and included the scientific facilities that were being built up around the ballpark area, uh, included the day that Jerry Garcia died being the saddest in all of our lives. This was all just in response to how are you today, Bill? And, um, you know, he's always got something to say, and I, I, I love that he's so passionate. And uh, there's still another half to this interview, but wanted to share my quick little anecdote about uh, saying hello to Bill Walton, that taking seven minutes of uh, an entire sports television show. Uh, but coming up next, the second part of this Bill Walton interview with Isaac and Souk on this best of edition of Primetime on 1080 The Fan. 
Welcome back to a best of edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. We just listened to uh, part one of a half hour long Bill Walton interview with the guys from seven years ago. And uh, we're going to keep that thing rolling. Here's the rest of Isaac and Souk with Bill. You do not sound like a man that has many regrets, but you mentioned that your time here in Portland was... I have tons was... of regrets. Yeah. I have tons of regrets, guys. What, what I wish I had done more. And that, you know, I, I, you know, I'm a avid reader and and you know and i avid music fan and i listen to the songs the songs of hope the songs of accomplishments the songs of dreams all the songs that were written to me for me and about me all the books of people who i have admired and idolized have been inspired my mom was a town's librarian so we just had books on a constant basis and so I, I read about all these people just doing fantastic things, and I was inspired. I was inspired to move beyond the narrow confines of my own little pathetic life. And I got to be a part of things that were really spectacular and really special. And I tried so hard with everything that I had to get it done, but I couldn't, I couldn't finish. I couldn't sustain. I couldn't keep it going because of the health problems that I've always had and the structural congenital defects in my feet, my tore up bent leg from the knee operation when I was 14 years old, my broken spine playing for UCLA, my horrendous speech impediment, and just a couple of mantras right here for that. your thought about the regrets. Jerry Garcia, Mission in the Rain. All the things I've tried to do, but only did halfway. And then from Huey Long, check out this book, Huey Long by P. Harry Williams, an LSU professor. And Harry wrote this book in the late 60s about one of the great icons in American history, Huey Long. And this book, so spectacular, written as if it was done at the time it took place back in the 20s and the 30s. And here Huey Long was chasing it down, trying to make everything happen. This book was so great, it won the Pulitzer Prize for History and Biography in the same year. Spectacular storytelling, visionary writing and capturing of this magnificent time in our country's history. And Huey Long, who stood for a lot of things, including health care, education, developing infrastructure, and, ta- and tax the people who are destroying our world. And so through their selfishness and through their greed. So naturally, they shot Huey Long when he was 42 years old. And he's lying there in the state house dying. And he's surrounded by the doctors and his family and everybody trying to save him. And Huey looks up from his deathbed in his last gasping breath. He utters out, please, God, don't let me die. There's so much more to do. And that's what I try to live my life by, guys, as I have this incredible opportunity with what's happened to me in the last two and a half weeks as we've launched this great Simon & Schuster book. Bill Walton's back from the dead, shining the light, searching for the sound, and throwing it down. From day one, it's been on the New York Times bestseller list. Who would have thought that little Billy from San Diego, with his red hair, freckles, big nose, goofy, nerdy-looking face, horrendous speech impediment, and a gigantic deadhead for 49 years, <laughs> would be a best-selling author? With my first book, I wrote the whole book. I did the audio book. I designed all the pictures and the captions and the artwork. 
I got one of my buddies from the Grateful Dead world who's just been involved in all their creative art over the years and their posters and their laminates and their backstage passes and all of their packaging and their products. And Mike Dubois from Woodstock, he helped me with this uh, remarkable project. And it was tough, very, very, very hard uh, the job to do. Ever since the launch, though, two and a half weeks ago, which was on Tuesday, March 22nd, the day that Obama went to Cuba. And so for those of you who don't believe, and if you don't want to read my book, read David Axelrod's book, Believer, because I'm a true believer on the spirit road and the sense of hope. Because in our world, we just have too many people who sell fear, too many people who sell anger, too many people who sell hate and selfishness and greed. My message is one of hope. My message is one of the dream of a better tomorrow. And today I was just down, you know, the full, full day. I've just been absolutely overwhelmed and staggered and awe-inspired by the response to this book and all the media requests. But today... I went down, to, uh, it was part of a civic ceremony at the San Diego airport, and all the drive to, to improve our sustainability and the, sol- the solar power that we are using and the goal of San Diego to be 100% renewables within just a few short years, and we're getting closer all the time. And then from there I went over and there was a big political luncheon here about the future of the state of California, and it was just absolutely inspiring, and now I get to come home and drift and dream with my friends from Oregon as I come back to the to the state where I played my best basketball, <laughs> to the state where I made so many incredible friends, to the state where I met the Grateful Dead, to the state that I would love to come back to and ride my bike on these new journeys that, that I'm on today, the state that, that has produced... Pat Kilkenny, Pat Kilkenny, who is so responsible for giving me the life that I have today. Because when I came back and climbing up from my back surgery, my spine surgery that saved my life, I needed a new life because I had lost everything. I'd been on the ground for so many years. And while I've lived in San Diego uh, my whole life, with the exception of the time that I was at Portland and Stanford and Boston, I never did any business here in San Diego because I was always on the national stage with playing ball or the broadcasting or the corporate speaker circuit or the NBA work on the on the national level with their sponsors. And so I needed a new life. And so I asked my older brother, Bruce, the perfect big brother, although not always the case because, Bruce, he was a bully when we were children and he would steal all my food. But then he went on to become the perfect big brother, always there, much like Maurice Lucas, always there covering our back. And so as I came up and started to climb on the mountain of life one more time, started to get back going, and I asked Bruce for some business contacts, and the very first one that he made was Pat Kilkenny, who Pat, after growing up in Hefner, after going to the University of Oregon, class of 74, the same way I'm class of 1974 at UCLA, Pat has been absolutely instrumental. A guy like me could never have a better friend. Maurice Lucas, Pat Kilkenny, I am the luckiest guy in the world. Bob Dylan wrote songs with God on our side. Yes, I have that. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Maurice. Well, Bill, it'll be, it'll be good to see you. Tell everybody again where you are tomorrow here We're going to be tomorrow, 12 o'clock, Powell's Bookstore, downtown. 
Wes Burnside, the number 1005. Yeah, here we go. Back from the dead. Here I am. Now I'm back to life. Now I'm doing better than ever. I never thought I would be healthy. I never thought I'd be happy in love. But I'm both of those. Lori, my angelic wife, she's just absolutely on top of everything. And I am just, the letters that I get on this book project here, uh, from my teammates, from my friends, from total strangers, and how it has impacted their lives. And so we, uh, that, that was my life, and I never thought it would be me. But here I am on my way back to Oregon. It was, it was 42 years ago when I came up there for the first time as a, as a trailblazer, and oh man, my only wish is that it could have lasted forever. Now, can we get... I'm a trailblazer for life. I'm an Oregonian for life. Who would have ever thought? Bill, can we Don't get one me. last story in here? I was I was just reading in your book uh, about you. You just mentioned it a second ago that you met the Grateful Dead for the first time here. That was the show at the old Paramount Theater. At the Paramount Theater, yeah. No, I had, I picked up the newspaper, and I, you know I've been a deadhead for seven years. I I, I became a deadhead in in 1967. It was the summer of love here in California, and I was 15 years old, and we heard them on the radio, and they said, hey, you guys got to go check these guys out. So we did, and we got in for free, as everybody did in those days, and, and I worked my way to the front of the stage, and I never left. And then I went to concerts on a constant basis. I mean, music has always been my life. I love rock music. I love getting right up close in the pit. It's just awesome. And I had a number of opportunities and chances to meet the Grateful Dead, but I was so shy, and I couldn't speak. I was so self-conscious. And so every time somebody would come up and say, Bill, come meet the band, I said, no, I, I can't. I, you know, I just stutter so badly. I just I couldn't do it. And then there I was in, in Portland at the Paramount Theater in August of 1974. I had just got to Portland, and and... I opened the Oregonian, and there's a, a little ad in the papers at Grateful Dead tonight and at uh, Paramount Theater. So I either walked down, hitchhiked, or rode my bike down there. And I got there early, and I bought a ticket, and I stood in line. And then as soon as they opened the doors, everybody rushes in, and I get a great seat, 10 rows in, right in the middle, right in the front. It was just perfect. And then the band comes out and starts playing, and they're always they're looking out at me. They're saying, why is everybody sitting down? Nobody ever <laughs> sits down at a Grateful Dead concert, except for this one tall, geeky-looking guy with the red hair and the big nose and the freckles. And what's going on here? And then they kept looking. Hey, you know, everybody else is standing up. That guy must be standing on his chair. No, no, no. Look how tall he is. Oh, my gosh. Please send somebody out there to give him some backstage passes and let everybody else view. So they came out, offered me passes. I said... I said, no, I'm not leaving this spot. It, 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 I want to be in the crowd with the fans in the pit right here out in front where I can see the light show and I can feel that flesh-eating low end just come right through my body. So they gave me the pass. They said, okay, just come back at halftime. So I went back at halftime. I went back after the show, and things have never been the same since. The Grateful Dead are responsible for the basketball player that I was. They're responsible. They are the reason I am the human being that I am. And I'm living by these five or six mantras right now that keep running through my veins and, 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 and the sounds that just keep washing over me with, with peace and love and happiness and joy. And I'll just rattle those off real quick. Number one, when you get confused, listen to the music play. Number two, we used to play for silver. Now we play for life. Number three, once in a while, you get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right. Number four, 
I was a lost sailor, away too long at sea, but now I'm going to say the circumstance. I sure don't know what I'm going for, but I'm going to go for it for sure, and then we'll close it out with, it all rolls into one, but nothing comes for free. And let me just add one more, and bring it back to Uncle John's band, which is the calling together of the tribe. Oh, what I want to know, are you kind and won't you come with me? And that, that call of the wild from Oregon with the rivers and the sky and the mountains and the volcanoes and the desert and the people and the valleys and the plains and the coast and the beach and everything just being so perfect and the people so warm, so loving, so happy. The greatest fan base, the records are there. The Warriors right now, they're going for these records, all these records that the Trailblazers have. But we have already done it, and I was there. <laughs> what a team. What an organization. What a group of guys. Wow. Please, God, don't let me die. There's so much more to do. Bill, I love it. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow, okay? Tomorrow, Powell's 12 noon. Come on down. Shine the light. Search for the sound. Throw it down. 1005 West Burnside. Bill Walton. <laughs> With Simon and Schuster, who would have ever thought I'm the luckiest guy in the history of the world? Bill, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. I don't know that there's ever been a human being in the history of the world, as uh, Bill Walton kept saying, that's more positive than Bill himself. Uh, incredible stuff from Bill Walton and the guys. Uh, it's time for the club hour, though. When we come back, uh, we will dive way back into the Wayback Machine 10 years ago for a comedic interview that you have to hear. And uh, we'll get Big John in as well. That's all coming up next on The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.